You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Do you use themes in your yoga classes? I often ask this question on social media as a poll, and I always see a wide range of responses, all the way from people who always theme, some who sometimes use themes, and others who think it's artificial and a waste of time. So I get that not everybody loves using themes in their yoga classes, but full disclosure, I'm a big fan of using themes in your classes, and I'll talk a little bit about why in this episode. Mostly, though, I'm going to address one of the most common questions I get about theming, which goes a little something like this. How often should you create a new theme, and how long should you stick with it? If you love to theme your classes, then this episode will probably reinforce the way that you already do it, or maybe give you some ideas for how to switch things up. If you're a sometimes themer, you might feel more inspired to create themes regularly after you listen to this episode. And if you're not a fan of themes, you might actually change your mind and give them another try after you listen. My personal approach to teaching theme-based yoga classes has evolved a ton over the past 17 years that I've been teaching. What might surprise you is that I approach themes as a tool that primarily helps the teacher and benefits the student more as a byproduct. Now, this might sound a little bit weird considering the advice that I give over and over to always keep your teaching about your students. But here's the deal. Teaching yoga is full of paradoxes. On the one hand, it is essential to stay focused on serving your students while you teach and really avoid making your classes be about you. On the other hand, teaching can be part of your personal sadhana, your personal practice that leads you towards your fullest expression of your life force. My approach to themes mirrors this paradox. As yoga teachers, we can use themes to scaffold our teaching as practice, still staying in service to our students and the greater good. Yoga teachers tend to be extreme helpers, with a lot of us falling into anxious and perfectionist tendencies. The side benefit of acknowledging the paradox of teaching and allowing our themes to be part of our personal practice is that it can actually help us relax a bit about doing theming the right way and instead do theming in a way that works for you. And by work, I mean what supports you to show up in presence for your students. So many of us yoga teachers waste our time and waste our precious energy feeling behind, feeling inadequate, or feeling less than other teachers. But when you compare yourself to others, what you're really doing is you're comparing yourself to your own potential, and we will always be behind our own potential. So when you notice yourself comparing your process, your teaching to somebody else, use that moment as a reminder to refocus on your own growth, your own practice. In my experience, one of the biggest benefits of using themes in your classes is that it narrows down the infinite possibilities about what you could talk about each time you teach. Many yoga teachers have a tendency to talk too much, especially when they're nervous. 
In our excitement to share our passion for yoga with our students, we do sometimes overwhelm them with information. But yoga is a lived practice that needs to be experienced firsthand. More information rarely leads to a deeper experience of yoga. More silence is generally a more powerful container for practice than more talking. And by the way, I'm really talking to myself here. This is a lesson I need to learn over and over and over. And maybe that's part of why I created a podcast, because I get to talk this whole time. I also want to clarify that when I say the theme should support your growth as a teacher, I don't mean that the theme should be about you when you present it to your students. While you're teaching, the way that you share the theme should always prioritize the perspective of your students. And you totally can share personal stories, but you need to share them from the intention to clarify, illustrate, or make the theme relatable to your students. The reason I feel like I need to emphasize that is because there's a fine line between being vulnerable as a teacher and being self-indulgent. For those who have the tendency to overshare, Holding back a bit is a form of growth, and for those who are more reserved, I tend to be more reserved, opening up and allowing more vulnerability is our growth potential. So this is what I mean by teaching being such a powerful tool for practice. It's going to look different for each of us, but the ultimate goal is to grow in service of all living things. So let's turn our attention to the topic of rhythm and timing for themes. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you won't be surprised to hear that I don't think that there's a single best rhythm to incorporate themes into your classes. Instead, I want to present different options with different effects that might be helpful in different situations. When you find a rhythm that works for you, that's awesome. If you want to experiment with different rhythms, then go for it. And if you prefer to use themes on occasion as the inspiration strikes, I support you in that too. With that said, there are four common rhythms that I've observed yoga teachers using to organize their themes. They are a weekly theme, a new theme each class, a long-term theme, which is often monthly or quarterly, and one big theme. Let's dive a little more deeply into each one and when it might or might not be helpful. Let's start with the weekly theme. This is the most common method for cycling through themes, especially for teachers who teach multiple yoga classes per week. It's a very logical approach since most classes are scheduled on a weekly basis. You teach at 4.15 p.m. on Mondays, not at 4.15 p.m. on the 15th of each month, for example. A weekly theme allows you to reasonably set aside a few hours to contemplate, journal, and reflect on the topic. So when it comes time to teach, you have a more developed understanding that you can share with your students. That would not be possible if you were teaching different themes multiple times per day. Assuming you teach at least a few times per week, weekly themes allow you to practice the same theme multiple times. This not only allows you to improve your delivery of the theme, but in my experience, it will invite deeper insights on the topic over the course of the week. Your theme becomes the container for your own progress as a teacher and as a practitioner. The next rhythm for theming is one that a lot of yoga teachers start out with the idea that they're going to create a different theme each class they teach. But then, depending on how many classes you teach per week, creating new themes every single class can easily become overwhelming. 
Switching themes too frequently will either force you to stay shallow or devote a huge amount of your non-teaching time to developing themes. If you try to use themes developed by other teachers, you still need to do your own contemplation and practice around them. Otherwise, they won't feel authentic and they won't fulfill their potential as this container for your own sustainability and growth as a teacher. There are a few situations though where teaching a new theme each class might be appropriate. If you're a very experienced teacher and you have a repertoire of themes that you've developed over time, you might enjoy sharing whatever theme feels right for the moment. This is a gift that comes with a lot of practice and over a long period of time. Another scenario that could support a new theme each class is if you teach basically the same sequence every time you teach. Since there's little to no planning necessary around the other elements of your classes, switching up the theme each time becomes more accessible. If you're a brand new teacher, I would still recommend sticking with any theme you've never taught before at least three to four times before moving on to a new theme. But once you get to the place where you could lead your students through that sequence in your sleep, you can start using themes as a way to keep challenging yourself, which will support your ability to stay inspired and connected while you teach. The third rhythm I'm gonna talk about today is a longer term theme, like monthly or quarterly. I've definitely seen teachers commit to a theme for an entire year. And I personally don't have the patience or the attention span for that, but if it fits your nature, it could be really wonderful. Similar to a weekly theme, the long-term theme is a wonderful container for really deep exploration on a specific topic. It's also a great approach if you find that you're drawn to more complex topics, or if you enjoy teaching on a sequence of related topics. For example, trying to explain all the yamas and niyamas in one class would probably be overwhelming for your students. However, sharing one per class over the course of 10 weeks and having each class build on the one before creates a lovely sense of continuity and offers incentive for regular attendance. With that in mind, a longer focus on a theme is a common approach when you have a series of classes where students sign up in advance and commit to a specific number of classes at once, such as six weeks or eight weeks. The final rhythm for themes, although you could hardly call this a rhythm, is the one big theme. And this is where some teachers use basically the same theme each class and allow that theme to evolve slowly and deepen over time as their understanding and their students' understanding of yoga evolves. For example, if your big takeaway from yoga is the interconnectedness of all living things, you could find hundreds of ways to share that and incorporate it into your classes. When you have a very deep, clear message that underlies your teaching, then there's no need to artificially augment it with other themes. The wonderful thing about one big theme is it provides your students with a sense of safety and continuity that many of them crave. When you have one big theme, you'll more easily attract and retain the exact students who need that specific message. The biggest barrier to using one big theme is a fear of commitment. Yoga is multifaceted, and the idea of sharing just one part of it might feel like a missed opportunity. The good news is that if you don't feel drawn to focus on one big theme, you don't have to. If it's the right fit for you, then go for it. My sense is that most teachers who take this approach found their way there organically over a long period of time. 
At some point in your teaching career, it may make the most sense for you, and maybe it never will. It's also possible that your one big theme will evolve or change completely over time. The main message that I want to share here is just give yourself permission to stick to one personally meaningful theme for an indefinite amount of time at any point in your teaching career if it feels right. Hopefully from the descriptions above, one of these four ways of working with themes immediately felt like home for you. If you're not sure which rhythm to use, I'll share three questions for contemplation that are likely to lead you towards one rhythm or another. However, your intuitive sense of what will create the best container for your teaching is more important than intellectual reasons for choosing a rhythm. In order for you to offer your most potent teaching, you have to feel confident in your message and safe to be authentically present. So any structures you create for your teaching should support that. Question number one, how much time do you have to plan each class? If you don't get much planning time compared to teaching time, for example, you teach a few classes a week around your other job or you're a mother of young children, the long-term themes create a structure for your classes and your growth without the necessity for a lot of weekly planning. One big theme could also work in this case, provided that you have one that you feel deeply connected to. On the other hand, if teaching is the main thing in your life, then you might prefer a weekly rhythm so that you can develop a repertoire of themes that you can pull from over time. Question number two, how much do you vary your sequence? The more time that you spend planning the other elements of your yoga classes, such as sequences, music, etc., the less time you're gonna have left for themes. When in doubt, weekly tends to be a good frequency for keeping things fresh without spending an excessive amount of time on planning. A monthly or quarterly theme might start to feel stale if you teach a lot of similar classes. Or it could feel like a great structure to support your teaching if you teach a lot of different styles or spend a lot of time on sequences and or music. And the third question is to check in with your personality. Do you love stability, repetition, and going deep? If so, you'll likely love a long-term theme. If you love variety and trying new things out, then I'd stick with weekly until you feel super confident about every other aspect of your teaching. And if you cannot abide by planning and prefer to walk into the room and follow your intuition, then one big theme could be a great way to support you to do this. As you look at the answers to these questions, chances are good that a theme is emerging, pun intended. So whether that rhythm reinforces the way you already use themes or points you to try something new, Remember that none of these decisions are set in stone. Use them for as long as they support your growth as a teacher and adapt, change, or move on when they no longer do so. My main intention for recording this episode is to open up more possibilities for how you can use themes to support your teaching and to give you permission to choose the way that works for you right now. Remember the paradox of teaching yoga. The structure and content of your teaching needs to support your growth so that you can scaffold your ability to hold space for your students. And no matter how wonderful that structure might be, it also needs to be supported by your personal practice. In addition to practice teaching, in addition to planning your classes, in addition to showing up for your students, what are the activities you've woven into the fabric of your life that point you in the direction of your own potential? 
Sometimes it seems like modern culture is expressly designed to disconnect us from these practices. In my own life, the identity of yoga teacher has been a steady beacon bringing me back to my intention to stay on the path of presence and growth. I hope it does the same for you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for caring enough to teach yoga.